Hello and welcome to Connecting to Host. This week we're going to be talking about Fast RMX. Jump into the driver's seat of your anti-gravity vehicle and put your skills to the test in a high-octane competition. You can play it locally with three of your friends in split-screen mode or online slash with many switches up to eight players. You can pick up Fast RMX on the Switch eShop at $20, I think it comes in at £15, right? 18 £18. £18. Oh, God damn, that exchange rate. <laughs> um, That's Brexit. <laughs> Who better for but that? It, it is essentially a remaster of Fast Racing Neo, which is available on the Wii U. So if you haven't upgraded to a Switch yet, you can still get a bit of this uh, F-Zero like racing in. Uh, but we've been playing it on the Switch, so... Ah, oh, nice shiny switches. <laughs> so, do you want to tell us a bit about the game, Ben? Yeah, sure. Um, it's it's basically, I mean, if I say anti-gravity racing game, then you're first going to think of F-Zero or Wipeout, something like that. Um, and that is essentially exactly what it is. Uh, there's 30 <laughs> tracks um, split over several different competitions named after elements. So you've got things like Palladium and I forget the others. But the fancy <laughs> elements. Yeah. <laughs> And there's 15 vehicles that you unlock uh, sort of as you play, as you unlock the different tracks as well. Um, you mentioned that it is a remaster of Fast... Well, it's not really a remaster. It's a uh, kind of like a deluxe version of Fast Racing Neo in the same way that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is Mario Kart 8, mm. but just slightly better graphics and different courses. Uh, so there are six extra courses in this compared to Fast Racing Neo. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the unique things about it is... Um, the way in which you can boost by going over like these little strips. So there's orange and blue strips on the road um, and the hull of your ship will be orange or blue and you can toggle between them by pressing X. Um, and then if you go over it when you're orange, go over an orange strip, then you'll boost along it. Uh, if your hull is blue while you're on that orange strip, then you'll actually slow down um, and sort of this little static buildup shows up. Uh, so it's quite a cool mechanic you have to switch between to speed up through bits gives you something extra to do uh, someone took ikaruga and f-zero and merged them together that's what they did pretty much pretty much (laughs) um there's also little boost orbs that you collect uh to sort of give you a you know your standard boost what you would get by going over like the pink strip in f-zero x for example Mm -hmm. but instead you've got little orbs that you pick up and then you can boost when you want um a lot of the tracks have like moving things happening Uh, so there's one that i really like where there's these huge sand worms that pour out of the ground (laughs) but you have to sort of avoid them Um, and there's some with fire Uh, there's big jumps and stuff to go over and of course you've got your sort of standard f-zero uh big blue pipes you know that you can go you know 360 degrees around them and Mm. sometimes they'll just be walls for no reason it's like the people (laughs) Who, who built it thought, you know what, if I'm travelling 1,600 miles an hour around this course, we should put a few walls just to make it more interesting. So it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I always wonder about these games, like, oh, so in this futuristic world where we're driving anti-gravity, safety isn't a factor anymore. Yeah, it's alright, because uh, you see what happens when you hit a wall, you just kind of spin a little bit and then reappear on the track. It's great. Well, you, you, you blow up and then you respawn about half the way in front of where you should have been. <laughs> but we'll come to that later. Um, the only other thing to sort of mention really is that there's... Well, I, I wouldn't call it drifting. I would call it 
uh, strafing where you can tap LT or RT uh, to just sort of nudge yourself to the left or right a bit or hold it down to move more so you're not tilting you're actually just shifting laterally um, but you can sort of drift with that if you go around a corner and then use the opposing one you can sort of drift mm. a little bit but i wouldn't call it drifting myself but it's not mario kart style drifting but it definitely helps you make not, some of the tight corners a bit better so it does have a yeah. use in turning you just don't slide at the same time i guess because there's no friction because it's anti-gravity so you yeah yeah drift, but it does make yeah. sense but yeah. yeah. But basically what you're looking at is it's an anti-gravity racing game on a console that has currently two races, of which one <laughs> is Mario Kart 8. <laughs> yes. That is that is its selling point. And it came out at a good yeah. time because it was before Mario Kart, right? So like at least a well, month before. At, it was at launch. So. It was a launch title. Uh-huh. I remember yeah. getting it early, but launch, awesome. It was a launch title, and it was inexplicably at the very bottom of the eShop under all the Neo Geo stuff. So yeah. you'd look and you'd go, ooh, Snipper Clips, ooh, onto <laughs> Switch, ooh, Zelda, okay. And then, oh, what's this from the 1990s? That looks a bit shit. Six pounds? No, not down that. And what's this? 18 pounds? There's a racing game here that's really good. Yeah. How, how bizarre. Just tucked uh, away but... at the bottom with a special, like an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Very, very odd. Cool. So I'm going to just whip over the multiplayer component because that's what we always focus on here on Connecting the Hosts. So um, you can play the game split-screen multiplayer up to four players. That works both in the kind of kickstand handheld mode and the full-screen mode, although you don't get much screen when you split the small screen four ways. (laughs) One and Uh, a half inches each. (laughs) I've done it two players and it works, but it's racing. High speed racing was a bit of a push on a small split screen, but it works. Yeah. Cool if you're on a flight. Uh, you can use the kind of local Wi Fi to play up to against up to seven other people, so eight players. And equally, you can play online up to eight players again. Uh, you can also play online with just a friends only mode so that only your friends can join the game. Otherwise, you just, I assume, just join the next lobby that's available. Like you push the button, you're in a lobby people start joining so uh we've only played it together right so i mean i haven't played it online yeah. against randoms i have oh, no, played I... a split screen locally with you and yep. online with you so and you've we... played it online with i've general played Rooks? it online with general people um but we also played with not split screen but with multiple switches because mm, we were both yeah. in the same room with our switch interestingly yeah. where we had no wi-fi connection so we yeah, literally cool. created like a local Wi-Fi cloud, but we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later on, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that was. But we, I think we've played in every configuration of multiplayer, <laughs> of which there are several. But there's not screen, too much local online. It's mm. quite quite a lot of thought has gone into it. Yeah, there's not too much to say about the multiplayer really. You fire it up, each of you gets to vote for a course out of six. And then you play that course and then you get some points depending on what position you come. And those points just seem to persist along there. As you, the more you play, the more points you grow, gather. So you can go, hey, yeah. who's winning in this session? And that's basically it. Um, none of the, the hero game mode, hero mode doesn't make it into multiplayer, unfortunately. But no. that's also in our likes and dislikes. So let's crack straight on. Got a good picture whilst of the game you, now. Whilst you get to pick from six courses, it, it should be mentioned that all 30 courses are in the multiplayer. It's just that mm, yeah. it randomly picks six to show you, and then you choose from those six one that you particularly want to play. Um, very similar to Mario Kart 
really. I mean, they do the same thing, but with eight courses, I think. Um, yeah. You, you, do, you can play every single track and you don't have to have unlocked them or anything like that. It's like completely open. So whilst you might not be able to play a certain track in single player because you've not unlocked it yet, uh, in multiplayer, everything's just unlocked. I don't think the vehicles are, though. I think... Well, maybe they no, are, actually. Yeah. I don't are think they? they are. I'm sure I only had like... Seven or eight when we played it. I can it. check in real time because I've got it on literally nice. right here. Uh, well, I'll, I'll crack on with my first like while you start booting up the game to check that hard fact. And, no, um, I, it's already... No, you, you can't play with any vehicle that you haven't unlocked. So the, there's always five and then any others you've unlocked. So yeah, at the moment I've got four that I can't use, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right, let's move on to our likes and dislikes. So my yep. first like was just going to say that the networking and the MP worked really well. Uh, I mean, we had no problems, right, in any of the, the random ways we played it. So no, the frame no rate seems solid in split screen. The local Wi-Fi cloud that we made worked really well, and we played it online equally. It felt like no lag. I mean, obviously there would be some, but none that caused any issues. So, yeah, good good work on the netcode. Always nice to see, see that yeah, working the, solidly. I was really impressed with the local Wi-Fi because we were in a place where there was a Wi-Fi connection, but it was terrible. Um, but our switches weren't connected to it and we just fired them up, said we want to do a local game and it was just instant that it saw your switch, saw mine and then off we went. So it's uh, really impressive. But All helps to be... build those switch commercials at home, you know, like eight guys yeah. sitting around drinking beer on the couch playing games. Yeah, you, you sort of see that in the commercial and think to yourself, well, that's that's not true. Like I mean, the, reason, <laughs> the reason we call this program Connecting to Host is because <laughs> that's what we see a lot of the time when we play online games. Um, or, or we see waiting for a game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Sunset Overdrive. A slightly, um, uh, slight little anecdote, but the um, we've played Mario Kart up to seven players now in our office just over lunch, and that's pretty cool. That is definitely Nintendo Switch commercial material, just sitting around. And again, we don't have any Wi-Fi. We just play locally, and that's pretty cool. That's so. pr- that is awesome. I definitely want to try that. Um, one thing I just want to mention uh, in terms of liking, um, you, you kind of touched on it in the networking sort of thing, but the the speed of everything is ridiculously fast. Like, <laughs> both in terms of, and I'm going to steal from your next point slightly here, uh, but the the visuals are so good because it's so fluid and so fast. So even though you're supposed to be like driving around at like over a thousand miles an hour or kilometers an hour, whatever it is, you're flying around this course at a ridiculous speed. Everything is still crisp and there's like no, mm. while there's motion blur that's there, you can turn it off. Um, but everything is so easy to, to get to grips with. It feels just really, really nice. looks really good. Um, even when you're playing on the most basic settings, you still feel pretty badass because you're flying around these courses, but they're just a little bit easier. But later on, once you've learned a course and you've got like jumps that you know where they're coming up and you can just slide and get in position for them, yeah, it works really well. But uh, it, it is a very, very fast game. Like uh, if, if you're the sort of person that likes the auto-driving in Mario Kart 8, this, this ain't for you. This is, this is much faster. But, it's um, pretty tough, isn't it? I mean, have you played on anything about Novice yet? I haven't played on... I've just played on Novice. Uh, I think... I think I finished Novice. I think I finished all the championships and I started on the next one up. Mm. And it is... It, it is tricky. It is it is very fast. I mean, I with these games, I always refuse to go to the next level until I've completely 
one in first place on each one. Mm. Um, so again, not, not to keep bringing up Mario Kart, but it's a very easy comparison. Um, <clears throat> the same with that. I started on 50cc, which was painful. And once I've got one first place in every track, then I went up to 100, then up to 150. And so I did the same thing with this. Um, and I think I'm on the, whatever the next one is up from novice. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it is fast. I've not tried the super fast mode. Because <laughs> that I, would be insane. Whilst I don't have epilepsy, I fear I would develop it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my next like is just testament to the the great visual work they've done, and not only the visuals style, which works really well in it. Yeah, it looks very F zero, but with a lot of special different environments. Like you say, the sandworms are really cool. But alongside that, they've done really well on the performance. I mean, this mm. looks. This is one of those games and it's, you know, launch title for the Switch, so it's still a long way for the tech to go. But it really shows off what the Switch can do. And the fact it runs at 60 FPS, both in handheld mode and on a 1080p screen, really good. And I think they've done some really clever stuff under the hood um, to make it stay at 60 FPS. Like if they detect that the load is getting too high, then they can, I'm sure I read this somewhere, they can do some special work to kind of say, okay, we won't, we'll cut a few pixels out from the rendering and then just duplicate the pixels to the left of it, say, somewhere in the corner where you're not going to notice. So actually it can kind of, they can just quote unquote, turn off a few pixels <laughs> to make sure it sticks yeah. at 60 FPS in areas that you won't notice. So I think that's really clever. So um, one of the most impressive that. things that I thought about the visuals, I mean, the resolution is great and we sort of mentioned the speed and the blur, but there is a shit ton of particle effects. Like mm. there are particle effects all over the shop. There's one level which is kind of frustrating if it isn't for the fact that as a developer I look at it and go, wow, how did you do this? It's so good. <laughs> which is one where you're on a like a planet that's like raining <laughs> and mm. it's night. So it's nighttime. So you can only see a very small bit of the course in front of you because you've got like flashlights on your ship. Uh, and then it's raining as well. So there's like this amazing like rain particle effects, but then it's like splashing against the screen and running down <laughs> in real time as well. And like when you go through the desert, there's all sand and fire and all kinds of stuff. They've put an awful lot of particle effects into a game that you would think would be trying to minimize that kind of computationally difficult thing. Um, it really is very impressive. Yeah, and it's, again, this and Zelda both show off just what the Switch is capable of. Like exactly what the Switch needed for launch, just to show this is a real machine. This isn't. Oh yeah, yeah. this isn't just a, like a a thing that's going to run mobile phone games. You know, so that was yeah. really cool. Um, I really like the track design. The track design is very good. I mean, it's it's very, you know, F zero wipeout. It, it's that kind of thing. Like we said, there's the pipes that you can spin around. Um, but one of the nice things is that there's quite a few branching points. So there'll be places where you can see like there's a way that you could do maybe a more difficult maneuver, more of a tight turn, but then there's a boost and that'll jump you up and over and you'll get quite a progression. But then you can also think, maybe I shouldn't do that because if I screw it up, then I'm going to be <laughs> you know, quite a long way behind. Uh, so it's, it's quite good. And there's also, because you've got the option of using the boost strips on the floor and also mm. your own boost, you have to sort of think tactically, okay, that orange boost strip 
it'd be it's very easy at the start to just try and hit all of them because you think that's where you're going to be faster but they're a bit crafty and sometimes they'll put them just before like a really awkward jump or a corner and if you hit that boost you'll fly along and you'll be too fast for what's coming up and you'll crash so you kind of have to realistically you have to go through a course a couple of times to then realize what you should and shouldn't be doing but uh it's a really right. nice track design and it feels unique every every level it doesn't feel like you're just going around in like a, a figure eight or going around in a circle or whatever it might be because the environments are so different and because the track layout is different uh it just feels quite unique every level feels unique which is not something that could be said for a lot of these games Mm, two two things stand out for me on the track design one just going back to like you said the branching thing there's quite a few bits where it, it feels like a fair comparison too which is nice like you can there might be an orange jump at the beginning of a stretch of road and you can see if you make the orange jump you're going to collect a whole bunch of boost orbs which you can use later but obviously you're going to temporarily go slower because you're going to be going up in the air and coming down so people staying on the floor might have a faster route but you might want to fill out your boost so you can catch it up later i think that's a good a good trade-off you know yeah. and i really like that and then there's also one course that i really like where it's um much of the course is kind of on this cylinder and you can go around the whole cylinder but you're on the outside of it not the inside um and that's kind of cool because you can you can just go on the underside to avoid a an upcoming robot creature or something on the top <laughs> Uh, dodge yeah. around and stuff so nice nice playing with gravity even though it's an anti-gravity racer <laughs> so my last like is just uh just a i think it's a really good price point actually especially with maybe a few things coming to the switch a bit overpriced it feels like to me not the the full games like zelda but Bomberman, really what is it 40 quid or something uh 45 it still costs uh, more than mario Kart. <laughs> even now and, um binding of isaac's can be coming at about 35 40 quid i think as well and so i think Crazy. especially compared to those but even just genuinely compared to games on steam and the like 20 quid for for this kind of you know what pick up and play fun but not something you're gonna dig into for 50 hours straight sort of thing yeah just feels like a fair price and i'm, I'm glad i bought it. it i'm not like oh i must wait for a sale it's just yeah i'll no. buy it at that price and it was worth it I remember paying significantly more for Wipeout on the PlayStation Portable when that launched. Mm. Uh, that was definitely a £45 game. Uh, so it was it was nice to pick this up and be pleasantly surprised. I mean, we, we tend to buy a lot of games that we think we might play and review. And so I thought, eh, we'll try it for a bit and see. But I, I really enjoyed it. And even just picking it up a minute ago to sort of play it before we recorded just to double check a few things i was like oh yeah this is i need to come back and play more of this this is this is great <laughs> i forgot how much i enjoy this um, and nice i do dip have in, dip out game i do have one more like just to sneakily sneak Ooh. in off piste uh, go for it off, off piste like which is <laughs> as with many games that we review i can think of at least three that we've recorded episodes on i've said this but the announcer is awesome <laughs> 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 they've got a really good announcer voice and I have a fun fact about the announcer Ooh. is that a lot of people like on forums and stuff said, oh, it's really good. It, it really feels like an F-Zero game because like it's got this, 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 this. Even the announcer sounds like F-Zero. And it's because it is the announcer from the F-Zero series <laughs> of games. They hired him to do the announcing. So uh, like all the courses are like, Neo Tokyo. It'll be like, as he announces each course name, it's great. So, uh, even little thing like when you pick up your, your ship, like, Sarah, 
It's got a it's got a, a good announcing voice. So I, I like a shrewd that a lot. move. I like it. Yeah, that is the kind of thing. It's very much like Wolf the Overworld getting the guy from Dungeon Keeper mm. to do the voice. It's it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Um, so let's move anyway, on to some we'll of the things dislikes. that we yeah didn't like quite yeah. so much. So, um, so you, you my, start with this. My first dislike feels a little bit unfair in retrospect because all Nintendo games do it, I realised. Um, but I really struggled with the control scheme when I first got the Switch. Um, and it's not because of the ABXY switch around, which is a pain in the ass. Thank you, <laughs> Nintendo. Um, it was more that I was expecting to accelerate with the right trigger and break with the left trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe naively, because I'd been playing Forza for ages prior to this. Um, but no, you accelerate with A and you break with B, which isn't easy to do because you can't. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily want to do both at the same time, but you, you literally can't. Um, and then you use the triggers instead for the strafing and so on. And I found this really odd. And then when I played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, it's like, oh, no, this is completely normal. This is exactly how I'm used <laughs> to playing Mario Kart. Um, it's just because of the different aesthetic, because it's not Wipeout or, or even F-Zero probably had that control scheme. And I think of it, maybe it was just because I played Forza for ages, but in yeah, any case, yeah. it wasn't what I was expecting. But on the plus side... There are motion controls, and I think I might be wrong in saying this. When you start the game, are the motion controls enabled and you have to go and disable them? Or was that Mario Kart that did that? No, I think it's the other way around. I think they're off by default and you can turn them on. I think. Because I, I have played with both yeah. now and right at the start, and I decided to turn them off in the end. I didn't, I didn't go for the motion controls. but I can't think what game it was. I was definitely playing a game recently where it started and... It was the tutorial was all with motion control. Oh, it was um, mm. Splatoon. Sorry, I'm getting uh-huh, completely yeah. muddled up the switch. Because I, I started that, and I was like, "Why is this motion control? This is horrible." <laughs> and then um, you could turn it off. No, you're you're absolutely right. So there are motion controls if you're a sadist and you like that sort of thing. <laughs> um, I can't imagine playing this with motion controls. No, <laughs> madness. But, uh, it's good. 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 Uh, apart from. The controls being not the way that I expect them to, it's good because you can turn the other stuff off if you don't want. Yeah, I, I just a counter argument. I found the controls fine. I think especially because they have to work with Joy Cons. Um, yeah, I think that's my wife what and it I is. played split screen on the just a tablet with the little Joy Cons, and it was a little bit crab claw, but it worked fine. Um, you know, just when you put little bumpers on the top, it's not too bad. So, so I, I, I feel bad be... mentioning it as a dislike. I should have moved it to the comments, but yeah. I, I remember initially being repulsed by the control scheme. <laughs> repulsed, and now, strong word. Yeah, n- now when I play it, I feel like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so my first dislike is the, and this is a, it's still a dislike because of the frustration, but it's a good thing as well. But the the random moving things that get in your way on the track. So they're cool, like the sandworms and the giant robots and the and the things you see, and they move around. But it can be frustrating when you crash into you come around the corner and you crash into the leg of one. You're like, ah, like well, there's no possible way you could know it was there or react in time. Yeah, because you try and learn the tracks to some degree, and then obviously they they move around a bit and they pop out at random, and it's like ah, it's just a bit frustrating. It's not not a showstopper. And it's no more frustrating than being hit by a blue shell, say, in Mario Kart. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, in fact, it's probably less frustrating than that because it doesn't happen. You Quite often, at least, you feel like there's something you can do, unlike the blue shell where you're basically screwed. So yeah. um, not quite blue shell frustrating, but it frustrated me a little bit anyway. So, One of the things I found odd about this game, um, especially as it's a deluxe version as well, that it seems like this would have been a criticism of the original that they could have fixed, is that there's no customization. Like, you can't change the colour of your ship or the design. Um, you can't... I mean, obviously, it's zero gravity, so you're not going to be able to change the tyres or anything, but you can't... There's no tweaking. There's no numbers game of, oh, let's tweak that and make the boost slightly better at the disadvantage of mm. the acceleration or something like that. Instead, you have 15 ships, or you literally start with five, and then you <laughs> unlock more, and they have fixed stats, and that's it. There's no design change. There's no stats change. And to an extent, that's fine, you know, I like simple and it makes it quick and easy. Um, but at the same time, it feels like it, even if they'd done something like having a ship builder where you have like a custom ship and you can change its stats, you get like 30 points and there are 90 things to put it in. So you choose mm. how, you know, I, I want it to be really fast and I want the traction to be awful because of it. <laughs> um, it'd be nice if you could have done something like that maybe and then choose from a few predefined designs or even just change the colour of the actual ship itself maybe yeah but I'd, I'd I get have settled just also. for skin changes and, and glow changes that would have been cool yeah and I'm surprised there's not things like I, I'm in a way I'm glad there's not but you know like DLC to get different ships or kind of like the Rocket League thing we have like different aerials or you know mm. uh, be able to fly around in the Batmobile or something stupid but you know it's maybe that's something that'll come later probably not I think this is probably... Nah, it feels like they're done, it. really, doesn't it? So, yeah. But, but no, I mean, mine's, mine's, my next dislike's a related dislike, uh, which is no accident. But um, I guess there's not too much to bring you back to MP. Like, it was fun to play, and I can picture now and then just picking it up. But because there's no progression, no unlocks, no stuff to, to bring you back... Um, at least in Mario Kart, you can pick up the coins, right? You can unlock bits yeah. of car. And I think just unlocking different skins would have been fun and cool. It's like, hey, there's 30 skins or something, you know, two more for each vehicle. And you get to unlock them. And every five games or something, you get, I don't know what, you know, however it would be, but some incentive to play. And I know, you know, you youngins, you only play for, for things like achievements and giveaways nowadays. But, um, but I do like to have something that I'm progressing along when I'm playing, so... If it's going to be something that I want to play with friends for the long term, then I need something to unlock to yeah. progress. Because otherwise I think, well, I might as well play something else. Um, I mean, that's... Uh, I say that, but then with Rocket League, that isn't the case. <laughs> no. That would be, the only thing I'm working towards is that painfully slow bar so I can have Master <laughs> under me. But, um, but we're always working to platinum in that. We're never going to get Whoa, it. We're always oh, that's, working that's to true. To that rank. is true. And that with Titanfall, you're working towards the next generation or whatever it might be. And when no, you I hit Gen 10, agree you with basically that. stopped, right? So. Yeah. But yeah, and that was my one. Although so you can move on to your aside, like, like there, there are. Oh, yeah. I was going to say a random aside. In Titanfall 2, there are now 100 generations because they did an update <laughs> some weeks ago. So now I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Challenge, Challenge accepted. accepted. <laughs> Uh, nice. 
My last dislike is something that I hadn't thought about. I, I, I'd noticed it a few times. I think I mentioned it when I wrote a review for my website. Um, but it came back to me very plainly when we played one game just before mm. recording this podcast, which is if you crash on a bit of course that would not be fair for you to respawn on because maybe it's a series of jumps that you need a certain amount of speed to get over. So if you respawned in the middle of it, you'd just die. Um, rather than respawning you before it, it respawns you at the end of it. So <laughs> what happened is I'm winning, flying along. John goes, ah, oh, shit, because he messed up the bit that he was behind me at and fell yeah, down Yeah, it was really hole. close. And, um, and then he and respawned over a bit of track and landed yeah. in the gap between two. Ah, so, oh. so he blew up this bit, and then he respawned in front of me about 10 seconds in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what? No. Oh. So it's... I can I understand the logistical reasons for it, but at the same time, very annoying. If you... they should probably make you wait a bit longer. Like if they know this bit of track should take four seconds, uh, then they should make you wait the full four seconds. You know. Yes. Um, I mean, it's it's better than Forza Horizon, as we mentioned when we discussed that. <laughs> where if you miss the marker a little bit, then five seconds later, it's like, yeah. oh, in three seconds, you're going back, and you're going to have a standing <laughs> start back from where you were. So it's, it, it's nicer than that, but it's a little bit too nice to the person yeah. that screwed up to the point that you kind of think to yourself, well, I could game this by just falling off this side and I'll be spawned <laughs> further ahead. But in any case, a, a minor dislike, a minor quibble. <laughs> and my, my last dislike, it seems like we've got a lot of dislikes and almost as many as likes, but I think I'm, I'm still liking the game more than disliking it. But um, my final one, again, just attest to the longevity of the multiplayer really but it's a shame that they because they added a hero mode in the single player so that you can mm. your boost also acts as a shield so you've got to be a bit more strategic about it and um, might be nice if they opened that up in multiplayer or even had any options really i mean um maybe you could turn on and off boost orbs or i don't know just something to mix it up you know like it that feels like there's a few game mechanics they could turn on and off um, just in some sort of menu, but there's just nothing. You know, the multiplayer is the multiplayer. You get what you get, uh, and again, that's fine. But I think just a few options to play with and toy with would have probably allowed us to play it just a bit more. But yeah, and that's fair. I've got um, I've got one more thing to add, which is is neither a like or dislike. It's just a comment, uh, which is when you're racing around in these games, you you have the you know, ubiquitous mini map. That's always there, so you can sort of see where you are and where other people are. Um, although, if you're about to be lapped, it's a pain because it just shows you as a pink dot and everyone else has mm. a green dot, so you can't see the positions or anything like that. Um, but one of the really weird omissions, and maybe it is there, but I've just not found the button, uh, is that you can't look behind you. <laughs> no, <laughs> there isn't. Seems I'm almost a weird certain there's no camera option. It seems an odd omission because you really need that sometimes to, like, you know, block people who are trying to overtake you. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be there. So a little bit odd, but there we go. Yeah, cool. So we always ask one last question at the end. Well, two questions at the end. Uh, that is, would you play it again? And would you recommend someone else play it? I would have said previously. Well, okay, okay. There's, there's two aspects to this. I mean, we are fundamentally a podcast about multiplayer gaming or co-op gaming. Uh, would I play it again co-op or multiplayer? Yeah, probably not. 
just because there's not much reason to. I mean, it's kind of fun. Um, but at the same time, I've probably played it a lot more than you have. And so mm. it's it, it kind of like I know the courses maybe a bit more. I know where the things are and I've unlocked better vehicles potentially, or at least I found one that fits my style of driving. So it wouldn't necessarily mm. be that much fun for either of us. So I don't think I would, but I would definitely play it again in single player because it's really fun and you can work towards, you know, coming first place in each championship and so on. And they've got all the other modes. Um, would I recommend it? I mean, I definitely recommend it to anyone that likes racing games uh, or that is a fan of the anti-gravity racing because there's been no F-Zero game announced for the Switch as yet. Um, once that happens, obviously, I think that'll be the end of this one. Uh, but for now, at least, there are two racing games on the Switch, yeah. this or Mario Kart. Um, and they're both great. <laughs> and they're both very, very different. Uh, so I would definitely recommend it, and I would play it again in single player. I enjoyed playing it in multiplayer, but as you say, there's, there's not much to sell it as a multiplayer experience. Yeah, I think my my conclusion is very similar. Um, I I would if you were like, oh, I really want to play it, then I would play it again. But I won't push for it. Um, maybe we'll play it like a few times at work when we're done with Mario Kart. If Mario Kart didn't exist, I think it would get more play. But Mario Kart has the coins and the collectibles and just a bit more. Everyone's got it. <laughs> Makes it easier to play with seven of us. So um, and and skill level doesn't play into it as much because you've got all the mm. stuff. Like if you're in twelfth place, then you've got blue shells and bullet bills and thunderbolts. You have an advantage, and if you're in first place, you get a banana. <laughs> Not much else. Yeah. <laughs> so whilst whilst you might be a better driver, you can get screwed over by people who aren't. Whereas this doesn't have that. It's literally, if you're better at the game, you will win. And it feels um, a little bit unfair comparing it to Mario Kart because I mean, yeah, different styles in different, different very leagues. Different. But I'm just being honest, and I think uh, Mario Kart will usually trump this in our friendship circles. But that doesn't mean that I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I, I, I probably wouldn't recommend you just buy it if you're only, if you're looking for a co-op game to play with a friend. No, I no. probably wouldn't recommend you buy it just for that purpose. But if you're looking for a fun racer, which sometimes you can just play with your friend, especially if you're looking for someone to play with like a, a partner or a brother or something, you know, on the on a flight, a split screen or in a hotel even or something, I don't know, if you take your dock with you. I think, yeah, maybe then. But I, mean, I definitely recommend it as a single player experience. It's a fun game. And then you get the bonus of playing a few co-op matches with your friends here and there. I think, uh, again, for the price, it's a, it's a pretty good, nice eye candy, fast racer, fun to play, definitely worth picking up. So, definitely um, one of the best looking games on the Switch. By far, mm, I mean Mario Kart yeah. looks good, but it's cartoony. This is much more realistic, and like I said, the particle effects—you'll look at it and not believe that it's running on a Switch. Yeah. So cool! Thanks ever so much for listening. You can check out some more podcasts from our website at connectingtohost.co.uk. Why not throw us a tweet on the old Twitters <laughs> at CTHcast? Let us know what games you'd love us to play next, and we'll we'll pick them up and give them a go. Uh, and if you liked listening, then please leave us a re review on the iTunes. Thanks ever so much.